everyone. Welcome back to Wake Before the Day in the studio. We are in the book of Matthew, and we're going to flip through and just share a little bit about what stuck out to us. Um, We have a lot going on in Matthew 9. Jesus heals a paralytic. It's the calling of Matthew. He's questioned about fasting. Um, Jairus' daughter. So there's tons of stuff. We've kind of talked about healing before, so we'll just talk about what stuck out um, the verses that stuck out to us today. Yeah, what I like about this chapter is you have the calling of Matthew and you're reading Matthew's account of this. Yeah. So this is where he enters the story, which is pretty cool. Um, what I like about this is Matthew's so different than the other disciples, mm-hmm. different than Mark, different than Luke, different than John. Um, and in it, he's a Jew. He's writing to a Jewish audience. Yeah. But he's a tax collector. Right. So that gets him in hot water. Like, Not well liked. You don't have friends. Yeah. No, you are hated. No one likes you. <laughs> because you're supposed to be supporting your Jewish community, but instead you're taking their money. Not only taking their money, taking extra. So Matthew's right. probably a rich mm-hmm. dude. He's probably well off, mm-hmm. and now the community sees him as a backstabber, as, yeah, he, he betrayed his people. Mm-hmm. I'm hang out with that guy. Right. Um, what, what you and I really appreciate about this is this scene is in The Chosen. And now some of you might you go, Clark and Bob <laughs> talking about The Chosen again. You betcha we are. Until you watch it, we're going to keep talking about I it. I know. You, it's awesome. Everybody, too, that has said, hey, I watched The Chosen. It was, it was awesome. so good. I know. So if you haven't watched The Chosen yet, go on YouTube, type in The Chosen, and it's it's the best biblical portrayal. The acting's phenomenal. The casting's phenomenal. We just love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those shows that we're starting to repeat and like yeah. uh, putting the kid to bed or rocking him to sleep. Oh, let's throw on a show of The Chosen. Yeah. Because it's so good. And anyways, in it, you see the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and you see him bring Matthew. And right. the way they portray Matthew in the show is is interesting. Um because he, he's an accountant. He cares about numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's paying attention to, to detail. Right. He's got his little notebooks and his notepads, and he's always taking note. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. He, he's a very unique guy. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus calls him, he has this line. He's like, oh, let me go throw my notebook back in my place. And Jesus is like, no, you're probably going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, and thank goodness he did. I like it. But what I like about yeah. it, too, is that their, the artistic portrayal of Matthew as he comes in is Peter hates his guts. Right, which was probably, I mean, probably you true. Know, but yeah. He's a tax collector. Right. Like, mm-hmm. why are you bringing that guy in our inner circle? Mm-hmm. He's betrayed us. Yep. And so, yeah, when you look at it, you, Matthew's writing compared to Mark and Luke especially, and then John. Um, he, Matthew is given so much detail to numbers, who's there, yeah. who's not there, the timeline of everything. It's what the, the longest uh, gospel. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Well, and you talked about too how literally when Jesus called out to Matthew and say, follow me, he makes note that he was in his tax collector booth and yeah. he just left. Yeah. And he just did it. Left everything. And that, that's really <laughs> what hit my heart was just yeah. the dude gets a call from Jesus, leaves everything he knows and goes. Am mm-hmm. I? Like, that takes courage. That takes real bravery. Yeah. And not only that, you're gonna go follow a guy who's got other followers who don't like who, you. Yeah, you're an outcast. Not yeah. only they not like you, they probably really dislike you, borderline hate you. Mm-hmm. And so that's again going back to the chosen. You gotta watch it. I like how they portray <laughs> Peter and Andrew and those guys going, "Why is this fool rolling with yeah. us now? Because he's a low life. Right. And it's awkward. It's tense. And we'll see what happens. They're at filming season two right now, but. Would I, would I give up everything? Will I give up everything? Will mm-hmm. I fully commit to the way of Jesus? Yeah. 
will, will you listening out there, whether you're watching this or you're listening, like, will you fully commit to following Jesus? Because kudos to Matthew, he did. Yeah. yeah. And thank goodness when we get the book of Matthew and we get to read about it. Yeah. And so, All the detail. Yeah. What stuck out to me was actually the following verses. So verses 16 and 17 stuck out. But before there, um, you have 14 and 15. And so enter the Pharisees into a uh, mm, conversation Those guys are with really Jesus. Fun. And um, I'll read a couple of verses. This is 14 and 15. Then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is still with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and they will fast. And so essentially, you know, this could be one of the times where they're trying to trap Jesus. And Jesus gives them an explanation that they probably don't even fully understand yet that he's going to be taken away from them. Like, what are you talking about? But really, it kind of gets at the heart of the call. And so Jesus' call to Matthew was, follow me. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't... um, obey these commands, obey this list of rules. It was literally just come follow me, follow follow this new way. And so that's what Jesus is getting at a little bit here when he's saying it's not about, um, all these keeping all the rules perfectly. It's about about Mm -hmm. so much more than that. It's about a relationship. And so then what stuck out to me directly from the passage was verses 16 and 17. So I'll read that. Okay. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the new tear worse. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out, and the new wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour... I'm sorry, did I miss something? You're good. Okay, it's kind of hard. You're doing great. (laughs) You're a good reader, Bob. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And so the picture there that Jesus is giving is kind of like we're... um, we're bringing in this new way of doing things. Yeah. And it's not just, um, you know, a Band-Aid on a broken leg. It's literally a new um, a new gift that I'm going to give yeah, you as a Savior. Together. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so the picture of, I didn't know this, maybe you guys did, but when the process of winemaking happens, um, back then, instead of having bottles, they would have literally animal um, hides. skin, hides. Yeah. Yeah. And they would put new wine in new animal hides because the wine would have to ferment and then expand. Mm-hmm. And along with the wine, so would the animal skin. And so it doesn't make sense to put new wine in an old skin. It's Be- been stretched out. Yes. He said it's crusty and dry. Right. Because after yeah. the process, an old wine skin would not be able to expand with the fermentation process. For sure. And so literally it would just be um, it would just be this waste. And so out of this, kind of this thinking, I was thinking of that worship song, the Hillsong worship song, but I was also just thinking about this this new wineskin that we get and how we need to examine ways, things that we're doing. And yeah. so, you know, maybe some of you have traditions from your parents or your grandparents. Uh, maybe you guys have traditions that you've just held on to that um, invite in, um, you know, religious practices or whatever it might be. But let's examine those practices. For sure. And then see, you know, what can we do differently or what new rhythms maybe Mm -hmm. is the Lord inviting us into? And some of the Mm -hmm. things you might be doing aren't necessarily bad. Right. Right. So that's why you're you're looking at them. But some of them you have to ask, what's the motivation? What's the value here? Am I doing this because we always did it? You always did it. You always get what you got and nothing's going to change. So, yeah, reevaluating. That's a good word. Well, I mean, one very specific example is Sunday mornings. So Sunday morning probably looked a certain way for some of you. And then now because of 2020 and because of measures that we're doing. That's a good word. Yeah. New wineskins. It looks different. 
Yeah, you know? it does. You know, we might be outside. You might be in your living room. You, maybe you weren't doing it at all. And, and now, because of what's going on, you feel like you should do it. Maybe mm-hmm. you were doing it every week. Maybe you were worshiping every week. And now it kind of has fallen away because it's been difficult because of all these, hmm. um, because of all of reality that's going on. Yeah. And so how can we examine and then really press into like, okay, Lord, what's the new follow me strategy what's the new wineskin what are you inviting us into you know we talk about sunday rhythms but even you know eating around the table what does that look like that can be a simple way that you're just inviting in new practices and so i don't know what it looks like for you but i felt like when we were reading it and processing Mm -hmm. that stuck out to me just a reminder to examine what you're doing here and then let's step into if there's something new that holy spirit's inviting us into let's step into it i like it yeah and then with that the ending of of the the chapter will end with this talking about how the workers are few jesus is saying look the harvest is plentiful the workers are few Hmm. we got to go and start telling people about jesus and i love jesus model because he teaches them he shows them but then he sends them out and expects them to do exactly what he'd been doing right and the same is true for us and so one of the biggest myths i think christians buy into is that it's the pastor's job it's the elder's yeah. <laughs> job. It's the youth leader's job. It's the worship leader's job. You're like, no, 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 no. If you're a Christian, if you love Jesus and you yeah. follow him, you believe in him, it's your calling. It's not mm-hmm. even a job. It's your calling in life mm-hmm. to live this out. And so praying that, you know what, we'll live into this. And like Matthew, when God calls us, we'll go. Right. We'll, well and follow, we'll, follow the Lord. And Sorry, yeah. are you wrapping up? I just want to say one specific yeah. thing that you just said, and pray and ask the Lord. Because literally it says in verse 38, ask the Lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into the harvest field because if you pray and you ask the lord lord where can i step in in my life yeah. where can i he's going to be faithful to answer yeah. that prayer show me opportunities yes just to yeah. have the courage to step in yeah. so matthew 9 folks in a nutshell yeah so thanks for listening or watching um hope you're reading this as well and pass the word along to your community what you're getting out of matthew 9 but that's all we got today so god bless you yeah. and uh have a fantastic week The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.